Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Let's repeat the non-conformist oath. I promise to be different. I promise to be different. I promise to be unique. Not to repeat things other people say. And that's it. We are live. <laughs> Positive Platherings with Fitz Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm excited that I have my dear, dear friend, Dresden Engel from Dresden PR. And um, the story behind it is I tried desperately to get you in on the Blathering when I first started it last, actually July, I'm a little bit over a year. And um, you are just so hard to tie down, lady. No, I'm going to say that that the reality is you didn't have to circle back to me because you are so popular and you know so many amazing people and there are that many amazing stories to be told. So I'm thrilled to be here with you kicking off season two. Yeah, baby. Um, it's crazy. And we're also on Facebook Live, so hey, say hello to your Facebook people. Hello to if, if anybody actually I'll be honest with you whenever whenever I do a Facebook live from my positive blathering page it doesn't get the traction as if I did it to my personal Scott page so we'll see maybe there should, might be some some latent uh, viewers <laughs> so should you do it from your personal Scott page is the PR council I will offer you during this yes. session would that be wise we help each other I think it would be wise yeah and, and then, then share, share the video it? too well, mm. yeah all right well uh, unfortunately, I did it. I didn't. I didn't uh, consult with my right, PR so maven. We're, we're kicking off season two so, with things now streaming live on Scott's personal page, and then will be shared later on Blatherings. Right. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming in. Oh, thanks, love. I'm your, gonna, your eyes match your shirt. Uh, my eyes match your shirt. Meow. <laughs> the uh, the cougar and the cabana boy. I'm a little bit older than a cabana mm. boy now. That is a musical that I wrote. Yes, you did, and we're gonna get to that. Oh, I'm I wish gonna, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this. Man, I'm not used to the le- the levels in here. Are, I'm not happy with at the moment. But that's that's neither here nor there. Okay, so going back in time just a bit to 2012, when I was just a traffic lad, um, walking into Tony and Fantino's show on Warm 101.3, and you were the guest, or you were you were his co-host. You were his, I was because, filling in for Christy because Christy was out, and yeah. you were there. And um, and at that time, you were handling PR for the Eastman House, if I believe. If I was I'm still correct. at Eastman House in 2012. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so that's when I met you, and it was like I felt like you were the first super uh, Rochester superstar that I met. I know, superstar? I, superstar. What, you, okay, so think about it from my point of view. I'm, <laughs> see, the laugh heard around the world. 
I am not from here. Okay. Okay. And twenty and I did not know the radio landscape at the time. I didn't know how long Tony had been around, how much, you know, he was a a, a figure in, in Rochester Radio. Um a lot of things. So I, I see you as a local celebrity. I'll take it. And big, big fish, small pond, I'll take it. It's 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 definitely a small pond. It's I, because I love everybody in this town. You do. And and that's that's the thing that always got me is that I was like first of all I was like how the heck is this person on all the time you were just like boom 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 but funny I had the best time that morning Aww. and I was I like I just remember flirting with the cute traffic, <laughs> traffic and then boy. you were very good at your job let me mention that to oh, him thank you yes I um. I was I was very intimidated because that was my first time doing live radio um, since college. Yeah. So I was really like nervous and kind of eh, you know and I and very my self esteem was was much lower then. So I was really self conscious about how I was doing and whether or not I was doing a good job and stuff like that. And you were just so. Uh, authentic Aww. and funny that I really that day was like a turning point. You remember that day? Oh, absolutely. <gasps> what um, a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you really did. You really had an impact on me that day because you were uh, you were Tony's guest, co-host, and it was just like I was watching real radio happen for the first time. Because you guys were, it was not rehearsed. You didn't really, yeah. you're like, oh, he, he said, oh, you want to talk about this? And you're like, hey, let's do it. And you guys just went off and it was a hilarious little bit. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. So I wanted to thank you, you know, in this forum for actually having that impact on me. It was, it was really special. I want to thank you for sharing that with me. Cause my pleasure. That is the most amazing compliment that I've gotten from people is in that vein, which is that somehow I made them feel better about themselves after we talked. Tell right. me, can there be a better compliment no. ever given? Your hair is pretty, your eyes are pretty, you're, you know, yeah. you danced pretty. Like all those things are wonderful. Right. But to be told you made someone feel better about themselves? Yeah. Oh, no, that's that blows my mind. Yeah, that's 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 epic. And and it, it, you know the great thing is that since then I, you know, we've both kind of gone way above where we were shooting at the time you know like just our goals so i don't know i, we I did, took on this scary thing uh, of starting our own business yeah we, you know and and but throughout all of this i've i've learned so much by watching you interact with people and and especially with all your 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 team of millennials that that work, <laughs> as Norma Holland calls them, the merry band the merry, of millennials. Yes, the merry band of millennials. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, that is really brilliant because they're the ones. They're the ones that know what's happening. I'm I'm so lost. I'm 46, and I couldn't tell you what was cool to save my life. It's just not It's not and, happening. And you know, it just worked that way because um, everybody who's on my team, I have performed with on stage. So that's where in theater, there's really no age, right? Everybody's, you sure. bond and you appreciate each other's creative strengths. You play off each other. And that's really what we do in the office. We don't really worry about age and so forth. So like, you know, Michaela Grecker, our social media manager, she's based in our New York office and she just slays on social media and I'll turn to her and say 
give me some advice on this Instagram thing. And then at the same time, I'll bring to her my <clears throat> 30 years of wisdom and how right. it plays big picture. Right. And we just play off each other beautifully. I swear every company should have that kind of a program where a mentorship the people program. my age yeah. then uh, work with the millennials. And in turn, those folks my age also have an open mind. For the millennials to teach them. Yeah. We are living in a world, people say digital revolution. That happened so long ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're so beyond the digital revolution. Yeah, totally. Um, that for so many people to get frustrated because they don't understand that whole part of it. And business is marketing and marketing is, oh, digital. And there's no way that the business world can continue until folks my age fully understand and appreciate what younger staff can do and vice versa because it cannot be done in a vacuum there has to be strategy and you know learn from experience so wouldn't that be amazing if there really were these programs even if a third party let's do this business scott where a third party came in and said okay for the entire week we're all flip-flopping and you know for two days uh you're gonna work in there they're gonna shadow you're gonna shadow them and then for two days they're gonna shadow you you're gonna teach each other you're gonna mentor each other even if he's 22 and you're 56 yeah. and vice versa and then that second day they discuss what they learned or whatever just one week i, I think it would be phenomenal it would be i, I you know I, it's it's so humbling and i don't know how many people actually have the fortitude <laughs> to let go of their ego and yeah. actually take that role, that sub, yeah. subservient right. type wor- right. role in, in their company. Um, but it would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. And and then there's also the, the age discrimination, right? Because I was at this amazing, mind-blowing institution of George Eastman House in 2008 at the time when I say pretty much it all started around when everybody got on Facebook in 2008, right? Yeah. So that's pretty much, we've really only been dealing with social media for 10 years and not even to the magnitude for 10 years, really Feels five. like 20. <laughs> Feels like 90. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we all went kicking and screaming into it because it was another level of, of work for us to do. Right. Well, I couldn't ignore it, even though I was over 40, because I am at this talk about content. Yeah. It's George Eastman House. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. So I had to be, get right on the front lines. And, and um, my boss, Eliza Kozlowski, and I just dove right in. And, you know, heck, we won national awards for it because no other museum was doing it at the level we were. So I know more about digital than people would give me credit for for my age. Yeah. And that, right, so there's the age discrimination that comes in as well. So if everybody could just share and embrace and sing Kumbaya and love one another. But the reality is um, we really have to learn from each other because it cannot be done in a vacuum. You need to know the big picture marketing and communication. So, um yeah. Did you know you were going to get a master class today? Oh, look at that. You did. Sorry. She looks back like, I've who taught, is he talking to? I've taught college, and I just get preachy. Oh, my God. I can imagine. I, you would be an awesome. I'd love to have you as a college teacher. That would be just crazy. <laughs> I'm friends with every single former student. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So let's let's take a little uh, trip to the past. Okay. Let's talk about the first time you ever performed, because at heart, at the very basis of Dresden, <laughs> you are a performer. Can we post a picture later? Sure. Because I have it. I don't have the video because the TV station in Utica killed all their film. They got rid of all their film in the 70s and things went to videotape. Doesn't that hurt you? Oh. So it was called Talent Time and it was on WKTV in Utica, New York. And my mother put me on TV and we have this picture of me, terrified at four years old. (laughs) But did I sing Good Ship Lollipop? No. My sister got to sing Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. I had to sing a song from Hair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. About the Hells Angels and like <laughs> You're four years four. old. <laughs> Hashtag hippie mom. 
Oh, that's brilliant, though. It is. It is. So, so how much of it do you remember? A lot of it. Yeah. Because the per- somebody who was in the studio that day was, um, oh, I'm forgetting the actress's name, uh, Martha Ray. Um, the big Benita, mouth. Benita Bazaar. Wow, uh, she yeah. She was Benita Bazaar on the Bugaloos. She was there. So, yeah, I vividly remember that day. Wow, that, was, that was way before the, uh, what was the, the denture commercials she used to do? <laughs> no, Polly Polydent. Take it from the big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I've had mind-blowing experiences. So that was the first, so is, would, would that, at four years old is when you sort of caught the entertainment bug? Yep, that's when it started. Wow. Yep, and then church, you know, mom was church organist, so singing in church and never stopping singing in church. And then, even as a cheerleader, I would belt the national anthem from the middle of the, you know, basketball court and get nodules on my vocal cords and all that good stuff. Oh, <laughs> so that's, then, so that's you why, had to like not talk why for a I while. Sound like this. When I got to college, my voice teacher said, "That's it. You're not singing anymore." And I'm like, "But I have to." So I would have to get written permission from him to go out for musicals in college, and I was a theater major. <laughs> Wow. Because I had to be that's, in such intense therapy for my voice, yeah. That's crazy. Because you think anybody in my small town of Frankfurt, Schuyler High School, would have said, Dresden, we know you want to study this in college. Choose cheerleading or theater because you're destroying your vocal cords. Now, yeah, and at that hanging time, out with the football would... team, would I have listened to them? Probably not. Yeah. I only said hanging out with the football Let's get that clear. <laughs> yes. Here. Remember the Catholic school mentioned earlier? Anyway. Um, so, I, you, yeah. How much Catholic school did you have? All, all... Only through eighth grade. Oh, okay. See, I only had high school. Wow, that's a flippy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ninth grade for you must have been hard. Yeah. That was uh no pun intended. Hey. So in Florida. So my, my high school was uh Saint Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's which happens to be the number one school in the country for football. Um Holy crap. Yeah. Uh at the time they weren't the number one school. But I I remember my first day in the summer where in the summer of Florida wearing corduroys. Oh my god. It was horrible. Like just Did you make the noise chafe. in the hall? Oh, yeah. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. Well, and there was, you know, 300 of us walking down the hall, so it was just and like everybody was in corduroys. It was just burp, 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 except for the girls. They were in the little skirts. And that's when puberty <laughs> happened. No. Oh man. Catholic high school. Those were the days. So, oh, wow. so you, so you've got your high school musicals and all that kind of stuff, and then you go to college. To college to SUNY Oswego. I double major journalism and theater. I come to Rochester for a journalism degree. Was always going to go to New York and blah blah blah. And then I, as I said to somebody, I went to Rochester to get my feet wet, and they said, and you fell in, and you fell in, <laughs> boom. <laughs> You do that here. You do do that here because it's amazing. It is, you know, and and I tell people every day. Every day there's got to be somebody that I, you know, I mentioned, oh, I was raised in South Florida. And they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why did you come here? You're doing it backwards. You should be going down there now. Yeah. And I'm like, I was so sick of Florida. It was, there was too many people and just, it was bleh. I and I come it. here and yeah. I just love this love, place. Love this place. I the do. The energy, the culture, the change, change of seasons, except for those like 10 days that are dreadful in right. the winter. But right. for the most part, it's all pretty freaking fabulous it is and we don't have the locusts and the bugs (laughs) locusts but the um somebody recently who's been working in rochester for decades in a high level marketing job recently saw this amazing show that my friends were in uh at the lyric theater called shout and he said to me why are they all here so i had to go into this conversation i've had with many people of the quality of life in rochester is pretty fabulous and you can still find a day job that fulfills you with your theater degree 
And you know what? Your weekend of or your weekend, your side job of being able to do theater and still fill your soul yeah. is, is plentiful in Rochester. Yeah. So every girl in that show had a BFA in theater and singing, acting, all of it. And uh, they opted to accept quality of life as the better way to go than living in New York and waiting tables and schlepping all over the place. Right. For the for the hope for the you know for the, the that the little small sliver of possibility yeah. that you're gonna get that right. Right. that role. And at the end of the day, why do we want it? Well we want to fulfill our we want to fill our souls with it. Well you know what? There are plenty of other places to do it than in in New York and so forth. Now, heck, the gentleman who played, I had an amazing thing happen to me last year. I was able to work with Eddie Money on his musical right, yes. and we debuted it here. And heck, he loved his mother so much. I played his mom from 1968 to 1982. Um, and he narrated in between the flashback scenes and so forth. Um, he, uh, my, this gentleman who played my son, who's from Webster, Webster Thomas grad, Alec Nevin, just got cast in a lead in Bronx Tale National Tour. Wow. All this week, Matt Kemp from Fairport just graduated from college in May, and he just got cast in the national tour of Dear Evan Hansen. And he will be in Rochester when it comes here. So these are two gentlemen that I know, love, are my friends, and just both got cast in national tours this week. So there are people from Rochester who make it and love it. Yeah. But then they might come back here someday to raise a family. You know, you never know. What's his name? Rick Schroeder from Webster? Yeah. He was in Kinky Boots. rocking it. Yep. Um, my For daughter, sure. who's in the next room, just hanging out, killing time, is the biggest Dear Evan Hansen fan that you will ever find ever. Hmm, maybe so, I need to get her to New York so she could sit in on a rehearsal. <laughs> Connection. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would, I would now, I would, I would definitely <laughs> um, be transformed from daddy to daddy. <laughs> it, uh, my kids are 13, so it would take a lot more than so, that. <laughs> so a perfect segue. Kids. Yeah, kids. Let's talk about kids. Kids. So we both have kids on the spectrum. Well, actually, my daughter's not on the spectrum. She's not she on the has spectrum. cerebral palsy. So oh, she has yep. cerebral palsy. Oh, so so develop, developmental. Yep. So extremely social, but has physical and developmental challenges. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and challenge is the key word there. Challenge is the key word, and there's no manual that comes to the parents who have kids. Exactly. Who have challenges. And navigating it and trying to get sympathy from even the professionals in the field, like teachers and principals, is... Not always there. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've met some of them. There, I've had life-changing principals and teachers in my daughter's life. And then I've had some that I've, I don't know, maybe had to unleash a media firestorm on. Did I, <laughs> did I do that to that principal? Be careful Who with someone. Who locked my daughter in a closet? Oh, my God. Yeah. And the favorite thing that everybody came up to me after there was nine radio interviews, five TV stories, and two newspaper articles, they said, did they not know what you did for a living? Yeah. <laughs> I, seriously. It's... All I did was put it on Facebook. That's all I did. That's all you had to do. Hey, media friends. This person just locked my daughter with cerebral palsy, who weighs 40 pounds and is seven years old, in a closet <sighs> because she threw a book. So it, it, parents have to advocate, advocate, advocate. You cannot sit in the backseat if your kid has a my, challenge. My wife is, is McKenna's... 100%. I mean, she has, since her diagnosis in kindergarten or first grade or whatever it was, we've been after the school about this and this and that, like constantly, constantly arguing with them about what they think she is and, and what we, we know she is. And we don't want to argue. We don't, no. Like, are we, we're all on the same team, right? That's what we're, exactly. So with that, now that, th- what I was getting at was that, 
you some people um how do i put this i would never know i would never know that th- lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At, that you have that, that you've had that challenge, that you've had to do that. It's not past tense. Um, right. That's <laughs> the rest of my life. Right. So because of the way you handle it and because of the way you present yourself, it's not, you know how some, like, I'm a, I'm a very much a heart on my sleeve kind of guy. So if I'm having a bad day, I don't take it out on other people, but you, if you know me well enough, you could tell that something's off and something's not right. Um, are you kind of like that too? Or, or because I've, whenever I've seen you, I would never know that there was anything wrong ever in anything. I I have announced to my team when I've walked in the office, I'm in a bad mood today, just warning you, but I usually get over it in five minutes. Yeah. Um, I am very, very fortunate. I had maybe two days of postpartum depression after my t- child was born, and I went, oh my God, is this what it feels like to be depressed? And I will have sympathy forever for folks who have depression. Now, granted, was have I gone into depression after like calling off a wedding? But yeah, that happened to me, and that was Oh my God, horrible. But I'm talking about depression without being able to understand why it happened. Yeah. And not even wanting to smile and say hi to the guy at the grocery store. Yeah. Like that's in. So I am so blessed that I just naturally am that person. I have a brother and sister who keep their head down and don't talk to people. Um, they're, they're, Which is, that's like they're, mind-blowing you know, to they're, me. They're successful in their jobs and everything, but they don't inherently ever care about making somebody else's day better. <laughs> would that be... Sorry. Would that be, would, would that be what you would think? Yeah. <laughs> what what your, your, your modus operandi would be is yeah, that you I'm really so want to help people have a better day. But even if that's not my goal, and I do as a result, I just, I just why, why not smile and be happy? Yeah. And I'm so fortunate that it naturally comes to me. So how much would you say that that personality trait has helped you with your career and with your business? Everything. Absolutely. I would think, and especially in PR, like you've got to be that person. When I tell people that what you need in PR is you need to be able to write, which is sad that most of the PR majors don't even require the students to write. PR professionals used to be former journalists, but now there's PR majors in colleges, and they're not teaching them to write. Were they more marketing? Uh, like what? What it's would like that looking be? at case studies and analyzing trends? And trends, and like yeah. That. But you're not learning how to but write. You got to write. A, I mean, bottom line, you got to write a good press release, right? Write a good press release. Go straight to blog for a CEO. Know how to write a succinct tweet, right? Like everything is writing and communication. And then the other one is. You really just got to inherently like people. Yeah. Be likable. Yeah, you can't not like people and be in your line yeah. of work. Right. Otherwise, just go be a writer or something where you can still use your crafting your talent, but you don't have to interact yeah. with people every single day. Yeah. Because people know if you're being fake, you know, and you're likable. And that's why people like you. And that's why people like to listen to you at the station because they feel like they really know the guy on the other, you know, side of the microphone and so forth. So, no, I really do think I'm blessed because I know not everybody wakes up every day happy. And I'm not saying life is easy. I already told you I have a child with a disability. Right, right. 
And, and and that was a that was the thing that always struck me about you is that it you definitely come across authentic in that way that you're just up. You're just you know, and I'm sure there's days where you're like, Oh crap, that is a dark sky but you still don't go and, you know, sit down in a dark room and think wish- about the dark sky all day. You just kind of move on from that. And I, I, I know people who, who can't snap out of the depression, and I so wish I could in some way, osmosis-wise, yeah. get them to feel yeah. I, how, you, how I feel inside. Yeah. I so wish I could because I'm very, very lucky. I have been... I have been trying to use this podcast and other ways over the last year and change to do that, to snap myself out of and, you know, get on a better path, learn how to listen to people. That's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, to learn how to listen to people better. Um, And instead of just waiting for them to finish and then asking another question. I, I need help with that. It's hard yeah. to do. Like I get excited and I want to jump in. Right. So, yeah. I need I need to work on that, too. But, right. See, I just I did that on purpose. Did but you? it's it's. Diff- I jokingly cut you off. <laughs> it's, di- it's different when you're excited and you're just taking the conversation like you're running with it, as opposed to serving your own, you know, self. Yeah. yeah. But um, when you when you started Dresden PR, what would you say was your biggest hurdle? Well, so my biggest hurdle. Well, my reason why I did it is because. I needed to be there for my daughter more. The times changed at her elementary school, and now all of a sudden school's starting at 9, and I just, after being at Eastman House more than 15 years, just couldn't go back to them again and say, can I change my schedule like, you know, around again? Because they yeah. were generous for way too long, and I just needed to be there. Because behavior issues were the challenge. So I couldn't just get her to go to, like, everybody goes, you know, just drop your kid at the Y for two hours in the morning, and they're going to have fun before they go to school. Did not have that option, and no family in town to help as well. So I did have to leave my job that I loved, in which I had mind-blowing experience experiences happen. I'm looking at your uh, picture of Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Truman Capote on the wall. Like those are the kind of people I hung out with on a regular basis. And I'm not name dropping. I'm just saying that I had mind blowing experiences, you know, travel and press conferences for stars and like the stuff that it was like this mind blowing Hollywood job in Rochester. Eastman House is bigger out Eastman Museum now is bigger outside of Rochester than it is in Rochester. You know, huh. Garth Fagan's bigger outside of Rochester than he is in right. Rochester. You know, right. it's just how it is. And that's okay. We should just be extra proud that we have these treasures that are known internationally. So um, biggest hurdle was having no business sense whatsoever. I'm a writer, for God's sakes. So that's still my challenge, like, every day. Um, and um, sure, it's a financial risk. You know, my husband's a teacher. It's not like there was, like, this big nest egg sitting there for me. So um Devigating the business side alongside the creative is is a challenge. Yeah, um, but, I can attest to that. But <laughs> and you can probably also attest to this too, Scott. If you do good work and you put good out there, I have never had to look for a client. They've all called me. Are you also in the same boat? Uh, for, for the, the most, most part, for the most part, I'm unique in the fact that I'm the only one of these podcast studios in town that. Yeah, but if you stunk. Uh, right. People would know about it. Right. In they one would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because word of mouth is brilliant. Right. About but you. trying to convince people that they should be doing this is a different story. And I don't have that team to go out there. So I have to, like, hope that. Oh, you do indirectly. You're ambassadors. Oh, yeah. No, like, I have. You know, Norma Holland and Andrea Holland yeah. <laughs> are indirectly on your payroll as your PR people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, and, and I, you know, and. The fact that I have such amazing people that come through these doors and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed 
as well because yeah. I get to hang out with them. Yeah, us. You know, <laughs> seriously, it's 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 tremendous. I get to surround myself with people that are achieving things that you know I could never imagine. If I was in Florida, let's put it this way: if I stayed in Florida, continuing with what I was doing now, would you right still be there, wearing corduroy? I probably would be wearing. Oh corduroy. God, keep going. Cut off corduroy. It's even worse. Me. Oh yeah, again. Black socks, sandals. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I was working at Carnival Cruise Lines, and that job was sucking my soul away. Believe it or not. Yeah, we've talked about that. Oh yeah. my goodness. And so t- I've I've done so much and had so many great experiences up here. Right. All the while trying to find out who I was and trying to shake off who I was from the past, all of the, you know, serious character flaws that I've had. And thankfully, I've had a loving, gorgeous wife by my side. And I was just telling three you great that, kids and, yeah, your, you know, your Facebook posts are so inspirational. That's I have to make them that way. And the, you and your you know wife I mean? together. But I know we all want to, those of us who stop and think before we post, <laughs> No names mentioned. We we do try to go positive and not put yeah. the sad stuff online. Yeah. But our goal isn't to to lie. We just want right. to choose to put the positive stuff online. Right. But the pictures of you and your wife just you know out having a great time together and adoring each other that's yeah. real and and I love that you share that. I, I I'm thankful every day because that was that was the present that almost never was. You know what I mean, and so we're we're really we're really happy about that. And my my parents are are visiting from Florida right now. They're nice. in, enjoying themselves. Can you talk to your mom about the corduroy? <laughs> you know what the funny thing was <laughs> about bringing the corduroy back up <laughs> is that it was almost this was 1987. It was almost impossible to buy corduroy because by that time it was really going out of fashion. It wasn't the preppy thing anymore. No, and we had to like. <laughs> order them on the J- the JC Penny catalog <laughs> because you couldn't buy you couldn't buy corduroys in the store. We got to go to we got to go to Sears and get more slacks for you, honey. Slacks. Oh, see, that's what's great about comedy. You know the word that's funny. Like I always said cabana boy and now I'm like I think towel boy is funnier. The towel boy. Creepier but funnier. <laughs> so you got to know your audience. Who is your audience? And my audience. Actually, can I tell you something? Everybody is your I audience. I got to give an actress in town credit. We were at, we were at a Broadway karaoke event at the at the Park F pub. And I'm like, I'm going to sing a song I've never sung before. I'm going to sing the TNA song from A Chorus Line. And Diane Chevron comes over to me and she whispers in your ear, know your audience, look around. <laughs> Current Mayor Tom Richards was sitting there. I go, oh, dear God, thank you. And I think I sang Where the Boys Are by Connie Francis instead. <laughs> like, could you imagine me at my age up there singing from a chorus line? You know what song I mean, right? I don't. Oh, well, you know what TNA stands yes, for? Yes, I do. Oh, or leave it at that. I was able to put that together. You're a good man. Tacos and... <laughs> Tacos and ascots. Almonds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So thank you, Diane, for saving me, for embarrassing myself in front of the mayor. What, so, would, you, what would you say is, uh, if you could go back in your ute and, <laughs> and change one thing, like if you could go back and say, hey, Dresden, don't do that. Wow. Is there anything that you could do? Is there anything that you would pick? I mean, there's an ugly one, which would be I would not have dated my first fiance. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. Because that was just no good all the way around. Um I mean, and then there's one that's serious. I would have had a scheduled C-section for my daughter. 
And then she wouldn't have cerebral palsy. So I got serious. So anyway, yeah. back to the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have some fun. So I'm in a comedy troupe. I've mentioned Andrea and Norma, but also Allison Roberts is the founder of it and the brilliant Freda Schneider. And the five of us are Astrofest, um, which I often use as a branding example of what not to do. When you are deciding a name for your brand, because that name um, evokes different things that we're not, right? People think we're angry. People think we're menopause the musical. People think we're vagina monologues. People, and it's like, no, we're just five women who are funny who have male guest stars could, yeah. often as well. I could um, see that. So what we did is instead of, you know, people don't say the all-male band, the Beatles, but they always say the all-female band, the Go-Go's. Right, right. The all-female band, the Bengals. That's every single time. Bengal. Bengals. I got to say more Rochester. Bengals. The Bengals. You know what what the Rochester accent is? My friend Karen Cook told me. It's, my name is Karen, and I buy pants at Panorama Plaza. That's the Rochester. Because I'm like, what is the Rochester accent? I'm not from here either. That's like my wife. (laughs) Your father. (laughs) Father? Okay. Anyway, so um, 21 years now, we've been doing sketch comedy. Like Saturday Has it been Live. 21 years? 21 years. We, we started in 98, and we first took the stage 20 years ago in January 99. And at the time, uh, Kate McLean and Adele Fico were in it as well. And for more than a decade now, it's been the five I mentioned. And, um, oh, my God, we get to these crazy characters that we, you know, just have been telling at cocktail parties now can come to life. I love your shows. <laughs> Thanks, I, man. I've been to quite a few of them, and it's just... <laughs> it really it, to make the, people laugh, the, and the the best part about it for me personally is is watching you guys up there having so so much fun, so much fun. You know, it's like I'm having the fun with you because you're having the fun, and I'm thinking this is it's just fun, yeah, all, like all the way around. Especially when something happens and you're kind of breaking on stage, and and one of you is trying to keep a straight face, <laughs> and the other, one, oh, it's the best. It is absolutely the best. How much of a how much of the of a of a stress relief is that is performing like those those kinds of uh, shows? Everything, every. I mean, I, if I will have like a sometimes the traffic gets crazy. I'll like most old ladies. Um, we'll have a. I'm only a little older than you, but I feel ninety. Um, we'll we'll. Okay, last night went to the amazing Hollow Notes concert. Did I just date our podcast? But anyway. I went to a I went to a CMAC concert. Not no. mentioning any time frame. Yeah. Um, the and and um, traffic got a little crazy, and at one point I got a little like freaked out, and I literally forced myself to laugh. Because that's it, how you that's really, how you dealt with it. Yeah, like it releases something in you. Well, that's actually science. Yeah. That e- even if you're forcing yourself, laughter right. will does release like endorphins and right. serotonin and stuff like that. And then that. getting these creative things out of us, like the craziest thing, like okay, I'm gonna blow my daughter in. My husband found out something. She told a white lie. He believed it. I'm like, really? Now I'm writing a video <laughs> about, because we do videos as well, but a third yeah. of our show is video, because there's things that we can only portray out in the real world and with other actors versus just in the confines of a theater stage. And I'm like, that's it. Lies that teenagers tell their parents and what the parents do to see it through. So just like that's all it is. And I put it in my phone and now I have my Astrofest file for the next show, which is that's 
all it is. We and like I was reading fairy tales to my daughter and came across an old one years ago that was like you know beat them all soundly and put them to bed, grind yeah. their bones to make the bread. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so created a character called Mother Moose, where I tell the action. And we're in a PBS show. It's the first show, and and we're mounting. Um, I'm just telling the actual fairy tales from the early grim fairy tales days. And one by one, the kids are running out of theater, screaming their head off. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a drunk gingerbread man, Johnny Hoke, who we pulled in at the last minute because my side cut. I just, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love like, the pictures with with John, was it Johnny Hoecake? Johnny Hoecake. I <laughs> I invented Johnny Hoecake for that one sketch, and now Johnny Hoecake has gone on to have his own cable accident. You know, <laughs> we say should. they. We don't know if Johnny's male or female. Yeah, we just right. leave it open. We use they pronouns, and um, I'm, I mean, just the characters where we take them. It's so fun. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for liking what we put out there. And heck, who doesn't want to laugh? And uh, if you ever need, uh, you know, a guest director for one of your yes, videos, I'll be happy to, to help you with that. You want to help me with that teenager lie one? Yeah. I have other ideas. I'll run them by you. Can we do a 25-year-old? Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> Actually, let's make a video together for Astrofest. Okay. Done. Boom. So what's, what's something like, say, in the near future that you hope to achieve? Um, working on a musical with uh, Eric Johnson from uh, OFC Creations. I know Eric, yeah. Called Wrapping Around the Christmas Tree. And it is going to be two competing tables at the mall selling wrapping, wrapping services. Yeah. And I'm the head of the robotics. You know, I'm the mom who's the head of the robotics kids. And then there's the three old ladies from the Happy Time Home. And and we're just doing everything, trying to get Santa to move closer to my table. And I, I get at one point I get upset. So it's original, but, you know, funny, holiday centered. I, I get I'm like, why? Why didn't I get up to be in the robotics club? Why couldn't I have had a Girl Scout? She would have sold Girl Scout cookies. And then I sing I'm Dreaming of a Box Cookie to the tune of. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, and the kids all come out dressed as the different crookies. Just crazy, silly fun. That's Love it. that's all I want. To, I don't want to take life too seriously. Uh, no, we can't do that. That that's just a bad. Forget it. Let's just shut it down. <laughs> but I seriously, I tell people all the time: do not think, because I will admit I turned fifty-three, um, and it hurts me to say those numbers. But the alternative, psh, right? And I have already had so many dreams come true. After 50? Like, I don't know, yeah. sharing a stage with Eddie Money, yeah, right? singing the. So, uh, 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 that's uh, interesting uh, that you bring like, that up. Do not ever stop with your dreams. Thank you, because, I Oof. mean, next month we're shooting the first few scenes of Bottom Feeders, our feature yes. film. Yes, 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 we, yes, yes. we were not able to raise the money we needed. We have way less than we need, but we're still doing it. We're still chasing after that dream, even if we've got to do it piece at a time, oh, which good, we didn't want to do. Good. good. But we're doing it, and it's it's not going to be easy, but film before 50. I'm 46. Steve is 49. He's going to be 50 in December, so unfortunately, he's not going to get it done before he's 50, but I still can. Yes, you can. So I'm going to uh, thank you so much Dream for coming Dream away, in. everybody. Dream away. How can people get a hold of you if they, wanna, if they want your services? My website is DresdenPR.com. Thank you, my That's friend. Easy. You are the best. We're you so lucky to have Fitz in Rochester, everybody. Oh, thank you. We're Woo! lucky to have Dresden. And that's it for Positive Blatherings. Next show, uh, I've got Kelsey Little from GoFundMe talking about her podcast. She was here in studio. See you next time. What do I do now? Oh, I think I go back to the logo. Let's do that.
Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.